Just a quick note for sensitive ears, there are a few curse words in this episode. All right, what's up, Outside In Music podcast listeners? This is Nick Finzer. I'm here with Alan Blanchard. And no, this is not another playlist episode. This is the beginning of what we think is going to be a pretty cool, fun new show. Uh, We're calling it The Hang, and we're just going to kind of chat, talk about life, talk about music, talk about how weird it is to be a jazz musician. And, uh, you know, we're a kind of a fringe bunch of people. And uh, I really think that we have interesting opinions about things. So uh, Alan has brought this idea to my attention. And this is episode number one. So Alan, thanks for organizing. Yeah, thanks for taking my silly ideas, man. What, are, what, are, what can I say? You're a, you're a full of fountain of ideas. All right, that's that's kind of pushing it a little bit. Maybe it is. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I think on this show we're normally going to have a guest, and we're going to kind of like surprise them with some some questions and kind of put them on the spot to talk about not only you know whatever's going on in their musical life, but to put put them on and make them you know share their thoughts and feelings on on a bunch of random other things. But today we kind of we're just trying to experiment here. We're trying to figure out exactly what this is going to end up looking like. So I think what happened was Alan decided to find a whole bunch of things that he wanted to see what he could do to embarrass me. So um, <laughs> I think that that's what's happening. I don't know, Alan, is that, is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, that'll certainly be a part of it. I mean, I think it's just, um, you know, I know we were talking about this and about how um, no one really cares about jazz or, or it's a lot harder <laughs> to get someone to care about, about the music when they don't, you know, know the individual. It's like our, our parents, I mean, your mom might, since so she's a musician, but my parents don't care about it for the sake of the music. You know, they they give a kind of, uh, they care a little bit because it's me, I'm their son, you know, and they're obliged to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, mom so, always likes all my records. I can count on yeah, at see? least one fan, always. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I thought we would shed some light on on people as people and then right. hopefully we got some, we got some uh, cool stuff going on. And it's kind of interesting at least these these ones that we do with you because you know we certainly started as a um teacher student uh relationship which has then evolved to uh you know just a a friendship you know still a mentorship in some regards but you know with you being younger than the majority of the people that are mentoring me and and whatnot it's kind of a little bit easier to to blur those lines between friend and and mentor and and whatnot sure sure um But you're, I mean, you're right that, uh, yeah, I am young. Stop telling me that I'm old, people. <laughs> I'm only 30. I'm only Yeah, but you're a like the oldest old. one out of all the, the group of us. That, sure, that, that's probably true. Yeah, that's why Alexa calls you Gramps. Hey, does she still call me that? Yeah, she still calls you Gramps. She's this like, let's go like, ask Gramps. This is Alexa Tarantino. Let's go ask yeah, Nick. Alexa, yeah. Great alto saxophonist, but apparently not a fan of me. And or thanks. No, no, big fan, big fan. Just uh, you know, <laughs> take it, take it as a as a compliment, man. Endearing, saying man. you have a uh, wisdom. Yeah, wisdom and lots of gray hair. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, would you rather have the gray hairs though, or would you rather be going bald? Great, no, definitely gray hairs. Yeah, there uh, we go. Definitely. I mean, my dad was totally gray by thirty, so I'm not totally gray yet. So I've, I'm doing better than him. Well, you know, uh, one of the endorsements you might be able to rock is uh, one of those four men companies. Have you ever seen those? <laughs> I've been hearing a lot of uh, advertisements on podcasts for uh, something called Four Hymns. Hymns? Yeah, Four Hymns. Yeah, Hymns. Hymns. Yeah. Just Hymns. <laughs> the, uh, Maybe yeah, I did that. Since, uh, 
Yeah, well, it's all like, you know, stuff for, for balding. And the other big thing was um, um, the ED medicine. Oh, what, that's Hims. Is that what Hims is? Well, that was a big thing because uh, Viagra, to my understanding, I'm in no way, any shape or form, a part of the medical profession. <laughs> Viagra lost their uh, their copy, not copyright, but their yeah, their copyright essentially ran up on it. Oh, um, else so now it? we're able to get the uh, other companies that are copying the same, you know, formula? drug and whatnot yeah. formula, yeah, and releasing it. And Hims was like, "Well, let's let's take advantage of that," you know. Oh, I see. I thought that was I thought it was just for gray hairs. I didn't know it was all of that. No, no, they got a whole thing, man. So if you oh, don't man. want to go to the doctors, I just go uh, to Hims. Know, just go to Hems. I think we should send this episode to them because they've just gotten a ton of free advertising. <laughs> We're not advertising. <laughs> this is not a sponsored show. Yeah, not a sponsored show. But if they are interested, Hems, we can do some great uh, reads. But we don't need any of their products. We do not need any of their products. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make that perfectly clear. Um, so yeah, man. I guess you know. Here's here's a thought to kind of start off with, and talking about life and whatnot, man. What made you start music like I know, I know we all have those stories where it was like you know so my parent gave me an instrument out of their closet like that's how i picked trumpet i told my dad i wanted to play saxophone and they said well you're gonna try trumpet first because it's in our closet um so what made you what made you really start with this thing really do the trombone and, and take it because obviously you you committed at kind of a young age to to really run with this I don't know. I wasn't that young of an age. I, I wasn't that serious about trombone until 10th grade, probably. But uh, I, I got into music through singing. I was kind of like a, a little kid that used to just like make up songs and like bang on the piano and not really know what it was happening. And so I was more of like I did like voice and theater and stuff when I was young. And so I kind of got into it that way. But uh, I don't know something I got into playing jazz in 10th grade, like through Ellington's music and I just kind of never looked back. I was like, oh wait, I could play this music instead of singing this like Broadway music. This is way better. <laughs> so what would you have done if it wasn't like, do you have that other career, like that other mind where it's like, maybe I should have just taken this other path instead, like as a, as a career? I don't know. I mean, I wanted to be a classical trombonist for a while, but then I started to meet kids that were really good at that. And I realized how crappy I was and I, <laughs> I, and I didn't, have the I don't know there's something about that music that requires a level of perfectionism that I don't have like I really you know I want things that I do to be really great but I don't have the patience to like really refine it to be perfect and you have to to like get right. that music and it's just not my not my vibe I'd rather just make something new like I'd rather make write a, a new chart or like make a new record than like go back and like edit and make the other one better I'd rather yeah. just let everything be what it is. And obviously, there's something wrong. Fix it, but like, you know, keep on moving. That so I kind of got out of the classical, I guess, game around tenth grade. I, I mean, I never stopped playing classical music, but kind of got out of the headspace of trying to do that because I was like, you know, I don't think that I can really function in this in this world. Because my best friend at that time, he was a he was a bass trombonist, and he we kind of. We're good friends and then right at that moment about 10th 11th grade we kind of split ways and he was like i'm going to be a classical bass trombonist and i was like i'm going to be a jazz guy and uh 
it, it was interesting kind of seeing our paths kind of diverge from like elementary school band, you know, just the kid that you sat next to all the time. But right. uh, uh, in my other career, I don't know. I mean, I guess I have like an inkling to somewhat be entrepreneurial, but um, I think about it sometimes in the darkest of moments, like, oh, I should have done something else. But um, I don't know. I thought about I'm thinking about real estate recently. I don't know if that's really what I've yeah. done, but uh, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I was always good at math, but I don't really like math. I was always good at just remembering stuff. So I liked history. I don't know what I would have done with any of that stuff, but I would not right. have been a writer because I'm terrible at writing. All right. No, I mean, it's funny because like I can certainly relate to to that. Like you've seen my writing. I am awful <laughs> at writing, um, but did the whole, you know, was good at the whole math thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, you know, it's just certain because I mean, for me, you know, I did the whole classical thing through high school and like certainly still practice it now. Um, but man, looking at all my friends in, in college and whatnot, I think what would have turned me off to it was practicing excerpts. Yeah, it's a drag. The, yeah, I mean, like, power to everybody that does that. Like, if that's your thing, that's cool. Yeah, no, but, seriously, like, mad, like, way, it's way harder to do that than it is to play jazz. Yeah, I don't have the, the like, I always complain to you about my focus with practicing this. Dear Lord, if I had to practice Petrushka over and over again, like, you know, off me now, man. Yeah, that's just a totally different mindset. It's a different game. Yeah. Different priorities different like they're trying you're trying to replace somebody in orchestra you're trying to be someone you're trying to be a specific thing to a specific group of people whereas in jazz you're trying to figure out exactly what you're about and kind of try to express that you know like it's just totally different just totally right different different mindset different priorities but i don't know i don't know what i would do man what are you going to do if you're not going to do music God, uh, I have, I mean, you know, my parents always tell me I should have gone into law just because I'm willing to argue anything. I was going to say, you're pretty argumentative. This is actually a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't really know, man. I mean, I I think I originally wanted to do like engineering or something. Like what kid nowadays doesn't want to be an engineer? I never did. Um, oh, all right. Well, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Well, nowadays, you're from that different era, Gramps. Uh, Um, I guess so. I don't know. I did that. You know, like, what, what do you do for hobbies? Like, what do you do besides this? What do I, besides jazz? Yeah, besides jazz, besides outside of music. Like, what is your life that is not – I know you're, like, depressed and a Buffalo Bills fan. And, well, well, yeah. But, I mean, I've been ignoring them for a while now. Right. Uh, what hobbies do I have? My hobbies are working and working. <laughs> uh but no, like seriously, you gotta have something that gets you out of this, or not? Like it's, it's just depressing. It's not depressing. I'm not depressed. Uh, I like to work. <laughs> I'm like my dad. That was like totally my dad. Like he was is someone that loves to work. But I like I like uh, I've been into, you know, trying to figure out how to be more exercise friendly. Trying to trying to go to the gym and stuff like that. I don't know if that counts as a hobby, but I guess for me it is a hobby. But it's also kind of like a, kind of like a meditation kind of situation. But in terms of hobby hobbies, I've never really had any hobbies, and I always think about I should have hobbies. But then I kind of like, well, I like to run. That's my hobby. And then, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot right now. I guess it's my dog. 
maybe taking him on a walk on walks and trying to train him is my hobby so what's your like um but do you, you don't have an escape from it an escape? like what do you like do you ever get to that point with the music where you're like man i like i'm done with this shit like i need to go and do something else uh no <laughs> i don't wow. know i mean yeah like yeah of course i get frustrated but I, like when I go to do something else, it's usually just like normal stuff, just like totally normal stuff. I guess so that that's all of my hobbies. I guess just like go on vacation or spend time with uh, my girlfriend Sarah or you know do just normal normal stuff. That's kind of like it's enough. It's so much different than like the reality of like being a jazz musician that it feels like a totally different life. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about that though. Like, I, I forget, is Sarah a musician? She's not. She has a psychology okay. and social work background. Now let's talk about that. I, I've, uh, I've asked my friends their opinion on this. Okay. Could you ever date a trombone no. player? No. Okay. <laughs> when I was Could in high school, I dated a jazz musician. When I was in high school, I, da- I dated other musicians, and it was it always was ended terribly, and. Uh, so I would not date another jazz musician. I don't like, I don't like how it would be so competitive. And I wonder how my friends who are in that situation deal with that. Like, they got called for a gig, but I didn't get called for the gig, or like any of that. At least I can keep all of my little, you know, problems of self confidence into myself and talk to her about it, and she can, you know. We can we can talk about our things separately and not have to like compete with one another. But being so close to it, I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. Yeah, like that for me is like um, certainly a form of an escape. You know, like it's kind of the the double edged sword because if you have someone that's involved in it, they can certainly be. You know, it's easier I would say to have them um, be understanding of like how time demanding it is and and everything you put into it but besides that you know i have other friends that they're both jazz musicians and they're dating and i remember uh he was telling me a story one time where he was shedding and she was like hey you know that's actually you know this chord and he's like he turned around he's like no no i'm well aware it is this chord and i'm well aware i missed it thank you very much yeah see like that's too i can't i couldn't do that yeah couldn't do that i like to keep i like i think it's better it's better for me and she's uh, good at keeping me sane because she knows a lot of stuff about the brain and stuff. Mm. It's good. I, I get that. I get that. Do you ever feel that uh, that you know? Because you're you're like a real musician. I'm still in the fake musician or faux musician phase. Oh, is that right? Um, yeah, yeah. Because like I'm still in that bubble of school. Oh, sure. Yeah. And you know, it's not like I'm I'm hitting the road or anything. How is that? Uh, how do you balance that? You know that and like you know valentine's going up and making (laughs) making time for it versus not you know oh i would say that i've had (laughs) better and worse times of balancing um there's been there's been times i really regret being away for certain things um the biggest one that comes to mind was uh i was in australia once for for a birthday and that was that was really tough and uh not a wise decision on my part um did you order a cookie cake for i didn't order i ordered different things i, I did not get a cookie right, got cake. you got you got you i ordered cupcakes not cookie cake ah cookie cake could have saved you maybe the cookie cake uh maybe that's the answer to all of life's problems yeah, cookie yeah. Cake. um 
But balancing, I mean, I try to make an effort for certain days to make sure that there's no, uh, not the, as you grow up, you know, you kind of start saying no to things and you realize that like, okay, this gig has to be an extraordinary gig. It would have to be a really right. extraordinary gig for like Valentine, not maybe Valentine's Day, but like a birthday or an anniversary, like it's gotta be a pretty big time thing. It used to be like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this, but now it's definitely more measured on my part. Um, well, I think I mean I think that happens again. Correct. You've definitely uh, done a couple things a lot longer than me, but I mean I think that changes as as you're you know in a relationship longer with somebody. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you, you figure out what's important, you know, to the other person, and you try to. You have to balance that with what's important to you, you know. So it's like, it's not whatever how whatever importance a gig is to me it has to be it has to trump not only like what I think, but also like what how I'll feel about her feeling sad or bad, you know. Like it's like multiple layers of uh, <laughs> of accountability to to another person and to yourself, and like knowing what's going to happen when if you do this, you know. Right. 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 Yeah, I mean that's that's cool though, man. It's it's uh it's very encouraging because I think there's a uh, and it certainly is changing. And by no means is this everybody, but we certainly have a um a stigma sometimes attached to to jazz and their ability to uh, keep relationships yeah, and have well, families you know, and whatnot. It's it requires it's a two way street. You can't you can't be everything to everyone. But I mean, and I would understand you know a person getting sick of the schedule and getting sick of being gone half the year and all of that like i get it i mean you have to you have to have a special person that can really want to deal with the lifestyle of a jazz musician right right, right. oh man props to props to everybody that puts up with our shit you know uh yes yes and yes <laughs> many times yes many times yes Many times, yes, and they, yeah, because you, you were, we were texting yesterday about Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that one, that one historically has gotten me because I'll be like, oh, it's just <laughs> Valentine's Day, and then I miss it, and then it's just not, it's not usually a wise decision. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> well, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the history of uh, Valentine's Day. To my understanding, if you ever need something to save you, um, <laughs> is it's actually made up. Yeah, I know. Supposedly, and yeah, you know, by Hallmark and whatnot to uh, be able to to keep essentially profits in between holidays. That's my understanding. I'm sure there's you know some history, or whatever, yada yada yada. Yeah, well, but the Saint Valentine's know. Day massacre. Before. Right, right, right. Yeah, it just evolved. But you know, it's yeah. not even about that. It's just about knowing that you need to make things that aren't the music the priority sometimes. And sometimes, like as right. especially as young musicians, we just say yes to everything without thinking about the consequences of what we're saying yes to. Right. Definitely. Definitely. And man, I think um, I think with that, I wanna I wanna transition here to a little something that I'm gonna try and do with you. Uh oh. Um, right. Man. So uh, you know, with the modern culture. Uh, dating apps are a huge thing uh -oh. and, and whatnot. So I want to test you as old as you are and see um, 
on, on like some modern slang or like one word things or like acronyms and see if you know what they mean. <laughs> okay. To because be fair, I, though, I should I say I've never I've never used a dating app because I we've been together for fi- almost fifteen years, which is ridiculous. Let me just remind you of that. <laughs> I have had like I don't know if I've had a single item for fifteen years. I haven't had my trumpet for fifteen years. Well, I don't know what to tell you. You uh, you're you're a product of your generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly. Um, so here, here we go. I'm going to say a couple things, and if you need me to spell it, I can definitely come back because some of these are acronyms. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, because, man, this started with talking to Alexa because uh, of um, what, what she kept using. She kept using Ds. Do you, oh, know, sure. you know about Ds? Ds? Yeah, sure. Ds, yeah. Like strong, <laughs> like diesel, right? No, 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 no. Oh, no! <laughs> and not, not Mike Ds. It was, it was evidently something that like, uh, like Benny started over there, Ds. Oh, oh I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. It, to my understanding, and I'm probably slaughtering this. It's uh, you know, like like some firm form of like that that was killing. I don't really know. Yeah, like it was because yeah, D's like from Diesel. You know, like that was killing. Like that was yeah. Okay, I knew what it meant. Wait, you just say Diesel to describe something that was killing? That was a thing. Like at a point in history, maybe not for was you. Was that the '70s? No. I've never heard that. Like people would say that about like, like some like like sports. Use it in like, a sentence. Use it in a sentence. No, I'm not going to use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> go go to your list then. I, come on. Okay, okay. So do you know what FOMO is? Fear of missing out. Oh wow! All right. I thought this was going to take a little bit longer. Um, okay. Do you know what a facepalm is? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think so. Like, like if someone responded with facepalm, what are what are they what are they talking about there? Like, ugh, like, what are you doing? Like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, sure, I'll take that, I'll take that. <laughs> um, do you know what <laughs> thick means? T-H-I-C-C. It can also be pronounced as tick. Oh, well, I, I don't know about this one. Or, or thick with a very hard K. I, I feel like it refers to, to, to women. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it got really popular as um, describing someone who is uh, curvy, very curvy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, then yes, yeah. Okay, but I've never heard you know, it spelled see with two C's. Oh, this is this is the new thing, man. Spelling uh, words incorrectly. I see. This is um, why you can't what about write. Being woke. Uh, being woke is like being like aware of what's happening. All right, all right. You're you're doing okay. Okay, yeah, so I'm here we go. Not doing as this, bad as I thought. No, no, you're definitely not. Um, now here's here's uh, another list that I pulled up online. This is specifically New York City slang. Oh God, okay. So uh, do you know what "take it there" means? Take it there. Take it there. Hey, bro. Like, hey, bro. Trust me, you don't want to take it there. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you don't want to. Like I'm. Like uh, I don't know how to describe. Uh, <laughs> take it don't 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 talk to me about that because you don't want to know the answer kind of kind of the definition they gave was to get into some kind of like an altercation yeah okay yeah sure yeah what about um if i said this it's brick outside put your hat on what does that mean it's cold wow that's a thing that you guys actually say i thought that was a joke i never heard anybody say that but yeah 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 that's what it's that's what brick. it is supposedly 
brick is to like be very cold, borderline freezing. Board, oh, okay. This is very technical definition for the slime. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what about why you acting like a thirst bucket, bro? <laughs> I've never heard that one. Never heard that one. Drinking um, a lot? I don't know. Close, close, close. It's it's kind of um, a uh, a build upon the term thirsty. Oh, sure. Yeah. You say I'm thirsty. Right. You want to have a drink. Right. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, it's not. Do you know what thirsty means? Like, if you if you tell someone, like, bro, why are you acting so thirsty? Oh no, I guess not. Oh wow. So okay, you just skipped right over the basic one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I assume that you knew the basic one. This, I thought this was pretty common. So, I'm um, thirsty is like if you're acting desperate. Okay. No, Usually, yeah. in a sense, with like a girl. Sure. Like yeah, if you're, you're being you know, overly real truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're a thirst bucket, it's like you're even worse than time. being thirsty. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Damn. Okay. I thought I thought you would know that one, man. Ah, uh, you you give me too much credit. <laughs> okay, what about uh a cropella? No idea. Okay, so let me let me spell it for you because I think this is gonna help uh, a lot of the context. <laughs> so a like like acapella, right? Yeah. Throw yeah. an R in there, so acapella, or acrapella. No clue. No, I've never heard okay. that before. I haven't heard this one either before. But supposedly, this is um, when someone is singing really badly while they're listening to music through headphones. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. This I don't is know a, about this, this list, thing. man. I don't know about this list. I've never heard of any of these. What about a boomerang child? Do you know what that is? Like when you move back home? Yeah, it's someone that moves out to start their own life and they move back home. <laughs> yeah, I have heard that. You have? All right. I, I what, about, um, what about a C note? I know we're talking about bread often. Do you know what a C note is? A $100 bill? Yeah. 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 That, I mean, that's impressive, man. I, would, I never knew that one. Well, if you just use logic, you know. C. Yeah. It's a hundred. What about uh what about gully? Do you know what gully is? Like my man is so damn gully. No. That was Supposedly that's uh that's a New York term uh to be overly authentic or genuine to the streets. Oh. See I don't yeah. Nope. Didn't get that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm curious, you know, picking up on some of these things. Like, do you know what the acronym AF means? A AF? Yeah. Well, I don't know. If, uh, I guess we'll have to censor. It gives a nice beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, cool. So you, you know what that one is. Do you know what a designated drunk is? A designated drunk? Yeah, we started to use this one down here a little bit. A designated drunk. I, that's the person that just always drinks too much. So okay, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. But is a designated drunk is actually so you have your designated driver, your DD, right? Yeah. Designated drunk is the one who is responsible for all the drinks that are offered to the DD. Oh, I see. So they're like taking the the heavy weight that night, you know. Oh, I see. I've never had that experience. With <laughs> see, living in New York, nobody has to drive, so you just uh, nobody has to right, either. right. Just Uber everywhere. You just yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, most of these, I think that you would actually. Uh... Oh, do you know what a one upper is? One upper. Yeah, one upper. Uh, somebody who's always like, trying to outdo the next guy. Yeah, 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 like that guy when you're when you're hanging out at a party and you're like telling a story and you're like, man, I was in Australia with uh, you know postmodern jukebox. They're like, yeah. Well, I was at Dizzy Shanghai, you know. Like, yeah, sure, trying to one sure. up you all the time. 
Okay. Yeah, I know plenty of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Throw, throwing your friends under the bus, man. Hey, man. Who said they were my friends? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think you know, you, you know probably about the rest of these. No, yeah. I was just curious, man, because, like, again, everyone gives you crap for being older when you're only, like, what, 32? 30. 31? I'm 30. All right. Damn it, Alan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I was, I was curious to see where you were with uh, with that and whatnot. Yeah, seeing if I could hang. I see. Yeah, see if I you see. can hang. Although I was legitimately surprised you didn't know Thirsty. That would be one I kind of expected. Well, I don't. I'm not. I've, I've never used a dating app. I don't even know which direction you swipe. Left, okay, you swipe right swipe if you right. want somebody, and left if you don't, Nick. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> I always what? forget. Just like, swipe swipe some way to you know. One way or the other. I think that would be funny. Like, like we're all aware that you're with Sarah. Yeah. But I think we should just make you a dating app profile. Why? And just see, like, see like just put it. you on there and then, like, take notes and observe how you react. I'm sure, she, like, it's a oh, psychology it's a, thing. It's, so it's a sociology experiment. I see. Yeah. Just, just to see how things go, you know? Yeah, terribly, terribly. I have no game at all. It's totally non-existent i never had it right. and i don't think i'll ever have it that's not true you can't just be like a total dweeb with it probably <laughs> you don't you don't know me as a i guess it's been a long time since i've had to try to to be that way but correct literally the last time you were single i was eight years old let's put that in perspective yeah mm. don't don't tell me that <laughs> yeah you know. no, i did convince a girl to break up with her boyfriend one time when I was in high school, though, like, do you um, know what the term for that is? No, I don't. Oh, it's called home wrecking, Nick. You were uh, a home wrecker. Yeah, I was. Yeah, and she was a she. Uh, yeah, it was over here. This will date me too. Through AOL Instant <laughs> Messenger. Oh not even, man, not even what was your what was your AIM uh, username? What was your AIM username? Oh, I'm was not it, like Trombone you. Kid Twenty Two. It had nothing like... to do with Trombone. No. Oh. Nope. Nope. It was. Uh, what was it? That's a good question. Oh, it was Spazoid99. Spazoid. Yep. I was a super nerdy kid. What can I say? Uh, did you do the whole MySpace thing too? Oh, yeah. I had a MySpace. My band had, yeah. a, had a MySpace. Your I, band I, had a MySpace. Yeah. I had a band in college. I had a, was this the, uh, the trombone brass band that you played in? No, no. Before that. Before that. Oh, wow. That was not my band. That was somebody oh. else's band. Uh, no, I had a funk fusion band when I was in high school. Or yeah, it started in high school, and then we kept it through college. Really? Yeah. You know, let's let's, uh, let's talk about your college years. There's two let's records. talk about this a little bit. Okay. Because we, you and I, have joked about this a lot. That um, there's two kinds of people that come from Rochester. <laughs> there's the people that never want to go back, and there's the people that think it's God's gift to this earth. <laughs> And yes. I know that you kind of stand with the it's a miserable place to be. I'm not a fan. Yeah, true. So let's let's talk about some of the things there and see, um, you know, like one of the things uh, that one of our mutual friends, you know, Ryan Vane mentions is the best thing ever is Wegmans. Well, Wegmans is pretty great. Um, is it really? It's a great grocery store. You see, he like puts this thing like on a pedestal. I mean, like there's a lot of other stores that have like kind of figured out that they need to up their game, you know, like 
Yeah, but it's, you know, it's kind of like Whole Foods, kind of, but like they were doing it before Whole Foods was even like a thing, before it became a big national chain, you know? Like, I don't know. Wegmans has always been a great grocery store. It just is. Okay, and what about uh, what about garbage plates? See, Wegmans is like a combination of Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. Like, they have their own brand of everything. Right. You know, right. so it's like if you buy the, their brand, it's like pretty affordable. But then, like, Wegmans also has like the most selection. Like, you can go and there's like 25 kinds of ketchup or like whatever. And there's, you don't have to choose because you can so have anything. So, what's different between that and Publix? Like, the store is like just like a little bit nicer than Publix. Like, Publix feels a little bit like sterile to me as a person that comes from sterile yeah i mean you want your grocery store to be clean but like wegmans just kind of has like a homey feeling like you feel like oh yeah wegmans like i don't know see you you will get me on the wegmans wegmans is a good store i do like wegmans. okay what about um what about garbage plates yeah what about them yeah, no, explain explain the concept to me. Because, like, from what I've heard, they're basically, you know, literally anything you want. And it sounds it's like the dish anything. that literally kill you. It will kill you, for sure. But it's, um, it's you know, everywhere, every place has its thing. It has its, dr- like, drinking food, you know? Like, everyone goes to such and such place. Like, in New York, you have pizza. But, like, in Rochester, they have garbage plates. And so, like, there is a place... You basically, basically, it's just like you get rid of the hot dog or hamburger bun and you combine it with some form of potatoes. Like some places do French fries, some people places do home fries, and then usually there's like some kind of macaroni salad situation, and then you kind of it's all just like together on a plate, and so it's just all terrible stuff for you, but it's great, you know, at, at that time. And I had plenty of them. Is that one of those things like when you go home, you got to get uh, a garbage plate? No, actually, I usually don't have them anymore because I had so many that I feel like I've exceeded my quota and I try to avoid them at all costs. But occasionally I will have one. I mean, yeah. I used, it used to be what I would get for my birthday, like in high school. Like, what do you want? What do you want for dinner? Like, oh, I want a garbage plate. It was terrible. That's that what you're doing. It's a special terrible. time of the year. You want a $6 plate from a gas station? It's not a gas station situation. There's only like you have to go to a certain certain places to get them. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm, it's um, like a place you go get a hamburger. You know? Yeah, but you know, it's yeah. I mean, I guess it's. Did you hear about the fiasco about what happened with? Uh, oh God, I better get this right. Um, it was like Nashville started serving um, garbage plates. No. I didn't hear about this. Okay. All right. Here we go. So as I'm sure you would know, you know, everyone that's ever been to Nick Tahoe's or whatever. Yeah, sure. Um, thinks that, that garbage plates are the best thing that's ever been given to society. Um, this is an exaggeration. I don't think it's the best thing. It's just that is the thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. It was a thing. It was it a, is thing. a thing. I understand. Um, so, okay. Wow. This is going to be some sports knowledge. Do you watch hockey? Hockey? No. Yeah. But Nashville Predators? Right. Is that where we're going? Yeah, yeah, Nashville Predators. So what they call their um, thing is at the Bridgestone Arena is like Smashville is what they call it. Okay, Smashville. Got That's it. like their their local name for it and whatnot. Like sometimes they'll have a car out there and like you can smash the car. I don't know. You know, a whole bunch of stuff. Well, they started selling something called a smash plate. Okay. Which was essentially like 
a, you know, a to-go box that had two grilled cheeseburgers on a base of like diced potatoes, mac salad topped with onions, hot chili sauce, and mustard. Oh, that's a garbage plate. So it's it's a garbage plate, and they got tons of crap for this. Oh no! Did they they said and, they invented it? Well, no, they just they just started selling it. Okay. okay. And I mean, you know how like the people from that area of New York are very very intense people, very yeah. intense to their stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, Sabres, I'm pretty sure, got in on a little bit. And they were I'm like, sure Buff- they you know, Buffalo Sabres was like, that's our stuff. Everybody in, from <laughs> Rochester was like, this is what we have. Like, leave it be. We've, we don't have that much stuff. So that is, we got to claim our stuff. Our stuff. Our stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I, I feel that. Like I was just, uh, I was curious because, you know, like I said, our friend Ryan, he, he came down here for school. And he was like, man, the second I get done, like, I'm moving back. Right, and I immediately told him that was a terrible idea. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but he didn't so listen to me, curious. so that tells it that shows you how good of a teacher I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, uh, you know, it was interesting having you down here though, because you were, let's see, at the time wasn't didn't you teach TJ? Like he overlapped with you a little bit, right? Yeah, TJ Norris. He was only what two years younger than you. I don't know what his age is, but he. He, yeah, I mean, he wasn't that much younger. Is that weird? Is that weird for you? No, because if you take if you take the right approach, uh, then it's not weird. I mean, I teach students now still that are just about my age, or or maybe even older sometimes if they're masters or doctoral students. Yeah. Um, you you treat people differently, you know, and uh, right, right. it doesn't have to be weird. It can be weird. You can make it weird very easily, but. I feel like I've had a few enough experience to know to know how to address certain issues or sure sure I don't know and so going going off of this whole weird tangent <laughs> man we uh you know we don't all get the the fortune of playing at Lincoln Center and doing all these great gigs man what are some of like the weirdest gigs or like the worst gig like like just that one gig that, that you took and you're like man that was out Oh man! You gotta have like one or two of those where you're like, ah, no, I was, I'd never again. I mean, there's plenty, but then I wouldn't know. I don't know because I kept on going back. So it was uh, because the paychecks were good. So I went back many, many times. There was these band. There's these bands in New York, um, in the Orthodox Jewish community. Yeah, and they just. Are you guys playing klezmer music? Not it's not klezmer music. It's Orthodox music. It's. I don't even know. It's like disco meets. I don't know what. It, it's very. It's kind of its own thing. I mean, you can find it. Like okay. all these people have YouTube channels sure, and all sure, this sure. stuff. But it's like its own thing, and it's been its own thing in New York for like a long time, and in LA too. But so you got somehow got into these bands, and there's been there were so many gigs that were just so long and terrible, uh, in like places. There was a, one time. We drove like drove drove to Montreal, played the gig, and drove back to New York like all without stopping. Like an eight-hour gig once we got there. Wow! And then, yeah, because like, man, when those people party, they party, <laughs> and the party right, just right. keeps on going. That that was one of the worst ones going to Montreal. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, I I don't know. There's so many like little gigs that have been super crappy in my life. I try to block them all out. 
See, I remember there was a there was this gig, and this wasn't even necessarily a bad gig. It was just a weird gig. Um, that Ryan, when he was down interning in Orlando, he got this call. I don't know how, <laughs> but he got this call for uh, like this um, Georgia based, I think Atlanta based, like blues America Motown blues type artist, you know, Southern rock, whatever. Um, this guy BJ Wilbanks needed some horn players for oh, some hits. Yeah. Um, which is cool. You know, I'm, I'm not, you know, by any means, one of those purple is like, I will only play, you know, forties jazz, whatever. Sure. Um, and I was just like, sure. So he called me, we came down, I, I crashed at his place in, uh, in Orlando, but these gigs were, uh, during bike week in Daytona. Oh, nice. Have you ever been to bike week in Daytona? I have not. I can only Bike imagine. week in Daytona is very interesting, Nick. <laughs> I can imagine. It is, it is not the place for you or I. I would, I would guess that. Yeah. So we, um, the first night I kind of was talking around, I was like, man, what are we, what should we wear to these gigs? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, you know, bring a variety, like certainly not suits, you know, but bring a variety of clothing and we'll, we'll, we'll overdress the first night. We'll fill it out, you know, whatnot. Um, man. And so the first day we were like driving into Daytona, we, I think we were both wearing like the, the essential like dockers, you know, or khakis or whatever in a button down shirt. I think he had a tie. Um, oh, and no. we, this sounds we show up to this gig where we park in a, a lot next to a gas station and there's this bar that's made entirely out of wood, you know, and like the end is like, it's an open bar. Like it's not even inside. Like it's literally just like more like a wooden fort <laughs> and there's bars around it. Okay. Um, and you could drive your motorcycles like inside of the bar. Okay. And then like hang out in there. And so like we finally meet this dude, like, at the gig and they take us onto this RV, which is the green room, quote unquote, (laughs) where it's just a fridge of yinglings. And like, I remember the first thing that happened was we walked in and like the bass player looks at us and he's like, the fuck are you guys wearing? (laughs) Oh yeah. That sounds, yep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We walked out and we were very, you know, everyone's in a, you know, it's, it's bikers. So they're, they're all wearing all that stuff and we're just over there. I like, that was the first time Ryan and I, uh, at least me uh, had gotten like legitimately like playfully heckled and and hit on from the stage while we were playing. Nice. Yeah, that was that so was right one of, of the uh, more interesting experiences. Oh well, if you want to talk about just like weird gigs, the weirdest gig I ever played was in Dubai. It was a New Year's gig. You've, I probably told you this story already, but no, it was with it was before Postmodern Jukebox it was Postmodern Jukebox. It was with that band, but. Uh, it was in this really rich millionaire dude's backyard and he transformed it to be the set, literally a a carbon copy of the set from the Great Gatsby movie. What? And so it was the set was there, except that they had added a stage to it and then they added a, like, what do you call, like a scaffolding kind of, like around the whole stage, like really tall, like 20 feet, 30 feet sure, in the sure, air, sure. you know, to hang lights on and stuff like that. At least that's what I thought was happening. Come to find out when this, the gig started that the scaffolding was also for hanging people from to, to like swing back and forth across the audience and like pour them, pour them champagne. And, uh, and uh, yeah, there was a variety of people. There were like Russian model types that were swinging back and forth and also uh, like little people which and it was a little bit offensive 
uh, not just a little bit, but I felt like these people were getting taken advantage of. But they're all like circus people, you know? They were like, right, right, right. They were all like uh, talking to them like afterward, like back in the dressing room. Like they were all like, they did their acrobats and stuff like that. And they were just like, got hired to just like fly back and forth over this party. And uh, so we played, and those people did that. And uh, it was very, very, very strange. That so wait, did you guys fly out to Abu Dhabi just for this gig? Yeah, we flew out to Dubai. Uh, or Dubai. Like, we got there the day before for tech rehearsals. Because like, when you fly from New York to Dubai or Abu Dhabi, either one, you get there at night. You leave at mm. night, and you get there at night the next day. Because right, it's right, like a 12-hour right. flight plus 12 hours time change or whatever it is. And so you get in, and then you have to try to like figure out how to sleep. And anyway, it's it's one of the more challenging time changes that I've experienced. Uh, sure. But so we got there, and then you they have the night, and then you have the day, and then we had the gig, and then the next morning after the gig we left the next day. So for one gig, yeah. Dude, that's insane. It was insane, yeah. But. When you go there, you ask them what to do, and they all say, let's go to the mall. Well, that's pretty funny. Because they have, like, a ski slope in the mall, and, like, there's penguins. And, what? Yeah, it's like it's like the Mall of America times more money. <laughs> See, and I've never even been to the Mall of America. Oh, okay. Well, you need to travel more if you want to be a jazz musician. Okay, let's We've talk about a this, couple things here. We've had this conversation before. Yeah, you always say, like, you need to travel more. Nick, I love traveling, and I'm not against traveling at all. Um, but the main issue, as I'm sure everybody who ever listens to this will agree, will be finding the money to travel, Nick. You get, you know, you get hired for things, and you go places. Sure, sure, Nick. Why don't you throw me a gig that takes me out of Tallahassee? Like, I will be the first person to offer to do it. Well, your first step will be to leave Tallahassee because it's so hard to fly in and out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It certainly it's is. Super uh, you know, I know we we're talking about that. Um, it's very expensive because you can't fly direct anywhere. No, uh, no unless you want to Atlanta or Charlotte, I guess. You can go to Dallas from there. There's a oh, flight to Dallas. Yeah, because American has their hub in Dallas, so you can go Tallahassee to Dallas. Yeah, but then that means uh, I'm not gonna fly Delta. Well, yeah, you. Need, I've converted you. You're a Delta fanboy now. Um, well, we have three options here in Tallahassee, and it's Delta, American, and Spirit. Oh, well then, yeah, you're making the best choice. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Delta fan. I mean, normally, um, like when I have flown it's in It's not the past, as good out of Nashville. It's hard. It's harder out of Nashville with Delta. Really? Yeah. I mean, like my dad always flies Southwest, and I've certainly heard great things about Southwest and their, uh, my friend's experiences with them. Oh man, this is like a totally another podcast. Like to talk about all this travel stuff, I can go on for on, on and on and on and on. So I'm not, I don't think we should even go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair, fair, fair. I mean, you gotta <laughs> save some materials and whatnot. You gotta save material. I think if anyone has made it this far in the podcast, they should also get a medal for um, for their. Honestly, man, like if I had to listen to myself, the best thing about this is that I already know what we talked about. I know you don't have <laughs> so to. So I don't have to go listen. listen to myself talk. Exactly. But I think um, I think we should leave some something for the imagination. I think yeah. people should go and write us a line. There's a comment section. I'm sure we'll post this in places where there's co- a comment section. And you should definitely say who you think you want to hear random stuff from that is a jazz musician or jazz-adjacent music- musician. 
Yeah, or topics. Well, like or topics. Things that you want to want to hear us talk about. And you can – I mean I don't know about you. I'm open to talking about anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be trombone gear. I actually hope it's not trombone gear. No, no. We don't have to talk about that. But, uh, yeah, but you know, what, whatever. We're certainly – But the whole point – yeah, the whole point is to like yeah. – you can find out how weird the world of jazz is, the world of improvised music through through some conversations because I have to say – Jazz musicians, musicians in general, are some of the most opinionated, but also smart oh, people. Yeah. You know, they they're pretty well, you know, well traveled and, and and interesting people, even if they play music you don't like. And this, I mean, I think this is, you know, uh, I've always talked about. I love exposing people that are not jazz musicians to kind of like our our hang culture or whatnot. You know, and like I think this, you know, especially of course, usually involving alcohol and some more profanity and not appropriate stories. <laughs> this is, this is our hang culture, you know, after a gig or something, when someone's coming through town or, or, or whatnot, and you know, you usually get to bed together and play cars and talk shit and just, uh, you know, hang for the lack of a better word. Yes. Yes, indeed. That's what we do. All right, Alan, I'm calling it. This is the first episode. All right, cool. And, uh, so thanks for listening be sure to chime in and uh, we'll have guests on the show that want to you know talk to you about some of their music in addition to um, dealing with us asking them random questions about things such as their love life and also their their knowledge of slang <laughs> yeah. it's a good place to start just trying to embarrass me and i am proud of myself for knowing at least half of the of the things that you asked no 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 you did you did great man a lot better than i expected to be honest <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being here, Alan. Thanks for uh, embarrassing me. And we will be back with another episode of The Hang soon.